Hello, sports enthusiasts. Welcome back to Just Sports. And today we're going to be visiting the NFL. And more specifically in the NFL, we're going to be exploring the AFC North a bit today. Why the AFC North, you ask? Because pretty much every team in that division is a small market team. The only exception would be Cleveland, and they're a little bit more of a medium-sized market. Uh, but we're going to spend time in that division today, uh, not just because of that, but also because it's one of the more interesting divisions going on right now. Um, you have the Baltimore Ravens, which are looking uh, pretty good. Um, you got most things going for them. They look like a playoff lock to me. And why? Well, number one is they... They arguably have the, not even arguably, really, they have the best quarterback in that division. Uh, a guy that can throw it, can run it, has shown that even without a really good primary receiver, which we'll get to that in just a second, they are a formidable threat on offense, and their defense has been playing stellar. And they might just have the best, if not the second best coach. Now, that is arguable in that division. And they are looking like a playoff lock. Uh, because of all those things, namely having the best quarterback and also having uh, a defense that is getting after it as well, too. Um, they also have Zay Flowers, who is coming along really nicely, and they definitely have the best kicker in that division in Justin Tucker. So when you match up against them, it's going to be very hard to not only count for their quarterback, who can throw it really well on you, run it really well on you, is a really good game manager as well, too. Um, he can do it all, you know, and then you have to put up with a guy like Zay Flowers, who's coming along in his own, very quirky, very quick, uh, can beat you in, in different kind of coverages. So you have to deal with that. The one downside on offense to them right now is losing Mark Andrews and we'll see what happens. We'll talk more about this in another podcast, but we got a, we got a guy out there now like Zach Ertz who, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Zach Ertz comes over to the Ravens. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, they need, uh, no offense to Isaiah Likely or any other tight ends, but they need a proven guy, and that would be Ertz. Uh, Ertz showed it earlier this year and what he could do, and I think uh, Ravens have always been pretty good about veteran and veteran leadership, so that would not shock me at all if they end up picking up him to solidify that spot. Um, so we'll see how that goes there. Uh, the only other issue for them, which hasn't been an issue too much, is their run game. Uh, they're okay, you know, there, but you kind of wonder with their uh, rookie that they're using and some of the other guys, will they be able to keep sustaining that and have a run game? Now, now granted, Lamar Jackson takes a lot of the pressure off on you, but you also want to take pressure off on Lamar for having being the one to run the ball all the time as well, too. So that's the one spot that I think teams could kind of challenge them on or, or, you know, keep their run game down and force Jackson to do everything. And we've seen in the past when Jackson's had to do everything, it doesn't always go as well as they want. But by and large, I think they're going to be a playoff lock. I think they're going to be one of the, probably the top three teams in the AFC to contend with. And I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the AFC uh, championship game kind of ended it. Um, and they're always this way. I mean, that goes that you know that goes to a credit in their organization. You know, you talk about Jim Harbaugh as one of the being one of the better coaches in the NFL, and for good reason. A guy just wins, you know, seemingly every year. Ironically, like a next coach we're going to talk about here with the next team, um, 
And that's one of the reasons this division is, is so great, so competitive year in, year out, is you have a good general manager, good uh, ownership, you have good coach, and they just continue that year in, year out, and you know what to expect from the Ravens every time. The team that normally contends with them pretty well in this is the Steelers. However, Steelers trying to kind of get back to being a very dominant team. They got a lot hinging on one or two players. Uh, but they still have a really good coach there. But as of right now, Steelers seem to be a little bit on the playoff track. They, you know, firing their offensive coordinator and still being a possible playoff team is something you don't see hardly at all in the NFL happen. So it's it's a little bit surprising that they did move on from their offensive coordinator in one respect. But that may be the medicine they needed uh, to have a more con- at least a more consistent offense, even if that offense isn't producing all the touchdowns. I think for the Steelers, you want to just be able to ball control, minimize mistakes, and be able to grind this thing down. Uh, You can trust your kicker. You can trust your running backs. And you can just make teams play the way that you want to play, which is really hard, tough nose D, uh, grind out physical games. And I I think that's a lot of why Tomlin did what he did is, is their offense was just putting their defense out there way too much. And Tomlin knows what his defense is. That's his background. That's what he he um, does very well. That's what he knows very well. But he also knows that you can't just pretend your defense can handle it all day long. And so what he wants to see is at least more consistency from the offense. Of, of Even if they don't get the touchdowns, they want to be able to get down the field, keep that defense, their defense off the field, and be able to be more fresh when they have to come in and play. Uh, a lot of what the Steelers' offensive success is going to be down the road is can that defense keep up at the level that they're doing, but also can pick it, not make the mistakes, not make the turnovers that he's been prone to doing. And he's got to be able to be better. If nothing else, be better and at least not turn the ball over, be better and moving the chains, getting them into field goal range. And we kind of saw that in this last game, and I, I think that's exactly like, you know, you hear it with the Steelers a lot, probably almost more than just about any other team in the NFL. Uh, there's another team in the AFC South we'll get to that wins this way too. Eventually we'll get to that team. But the Steelers, you always hear it. They win ugly. They win ugly a lot. Like I can't tell you how many times we hear that with the Steelers. It's like they won ugly. I mean, we just saw that, right? So like that's one thing that you always know uh, has always been a Steelers identity. And yet, we weren't having that this year. It's almost like their previous coordinator was trying to get a little too pretty or too uh, overcomplicated with it. And, you know, when you look at it that way, it's kind of not surprising that Tom said, you know what, enough of this. Let's get back to who who we are as an organization. And that's one of the things that's kind of interesting to me is that, you know, they didn't name really an offensive coordinator per se. They kind of did a guy who's going to be sort of labeled that and a guy who's going to be calling plays. But I think that's a lot of that organization's M.O. is like they, they work together and they want things to work together. And so I think this will be a good thing for them in the end this year. I wouldn't even be too surprised if they don't really name a coordinator next year, um, if they kind of stick with the same thing, depending on if this works. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, I, that organization has been one of the top class organizations for years and years throughout the NFL. And they look like they're going to start showing it again with uh, maybe pulling out some wins that might not seem like they're going to win it, but they find a way to win it. The one thing that could be a downfall for this team is they really, they got Fairmouth back 
but they really can't afford Andrews, especially at the quarterback spot. But they really can't afford Andrews. They they kind of need all the players they have. Uh, I think that was another thing that was making stuff hard is people don't realize what fire for Fire brings to the table. And when he's out there and he's able to be a threat, it's going to open up the run game, especially. And it's going to get these receivers like Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens and, and people to be a little bit more open as well. So I think that's going to help out Pickett having all those guys back. And they need to have that back. Um, but Pittsburgh's got to be careful about the, uh, about injuries, not only on the offense, but also to guys like Watt and um, some of the other playmakers on defense too. They just, they don't have a ton of depth, and that depth, um, if it has to be forced to play for a long period of time, is just not going to sustain it. But they seem to be on the right track, and I think they'll get in as long as they don't have any massive injuries or they don't have uh, sort of a lull back in play again like they have been. Uh, speaking of lulls and teams that seem to be a little bit falling off track but are on track for now is the Browns. They are in the playoff hunt. I think it's sixth place right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and if you look at like playoff standings uh, for the NFL, I think they're like in sixth, ironically, right behind Pittsburgh. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to be all that sustainable. Now, I'm not looking right now at their schedule. We might go back through and do that at some point here. Uh, but for right now, they they are actually considered in the playoffs. If it were to end today, the they would be in the playoffs, which is really weird. I don't know if they can sustain it. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, you know, uh, P.J. Walker, whatever, like, I just don't think their quarterbacks are, are going to be good enough to make the plays well enough. They don't really have a great run game to speak of. I mean, I'll, I'll do credit to Jerome Ford. He's he's definitely trying to hold it down back there. He's definitely doing a, a decent job. But I think at this point in the year, uh, a lot of teams are getting tape on Ford and, and find out what his weaknesses are and his strengths are and seem to be kind of honing in on him a bit more. Um, force, you know, keeping to force Dorian Thompson Robinson to, to really try to make those plays. And he's not doing the best at that. So I, I really, without looking at the Brown schedule, I, I think it's going to be really tough for them to make it happen. Um, it just seems like a team that's just had kind of too much happening to it to, to be able to go on a run. Now they, they have managed so far to stay in the playoff race, but we'll see. Uh, the other thing that could either make it or break it for them is for a while, their defense was killer. Their defense was just, just, I mean, just riveting people, you know, it was just taken to task anybody and it's fallen off a lot, uh, lately. So I'm not sure if people necessarily offensive coordinators have caught on to kind of what they're doing, if it's been a rash of injuries going on as well, but one thing's for certain, the defense has not been as great these last couple games as it was kind of kind of starting off and so if they can get back to that you know almost like the Steelers here if they can get back to that where they're really um, playing hard on defense again and and getting those sacks and getting those turnovers like they were and just keeping teams out of the end zone then they still have a shot uh, but I think ultimately it's just going to come down to you know that special teams kicker, that quarterback, that run game. And I just, I don't know. I just don't think they have enough. The other thing about it too, is that organization is always been a little bit of a model of inconsistency. 
and Stefanski, their coach slash coordinator, is kind of that way. Like he he seems to have now. Granted, we just talked about the injuries, but he seems to have flashes where he comes out and he seems to know exactly what their defense is doing, and bam, 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 they're getting score. And then it's like either the next game or the next quarter, or whatever, they ain't doing nothing. And you're just like, what is going on here with Cleveland? So uh, that instant consistency cannot serve you down the road. You can't be an inconsistent team in the NFL and expect that you're not only going to make playoffs, but then win a playoffs either. So they all, they all, they very much feel like one of these teams where if they make the playoffs, they're just going to be out. There's just no way. So, I don't see them making playoffs, but if they were, I just see them as a one and out, uh, or I mean, a, just a quick out, you know, so I don't think that's going to happen for them. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. They, they are still in it as of right now, sixth place as it stands today. So we'll see what this weekend brings. And then a team that is pretty much all but done, and it's really unfortunate. I think a lot of us, again, here's a small market team that not a lot of people are paying attention to outside of Joe Burrow, and that's the Bengals. Um, they did get some media attention, obviously, but it always is about Joe Burrow. And if you notice, as soon as Burrow was done, you don't hear people about Cleveland anymore, or I mean Cincinnati anymore. Just, just don't hear about them. Um, and they're not out of it, completely out of it either. I think they're sitting at like 11th place right now in the in the AFC playoff race, which, uh, you know, you got to remember those wild card spots now. So you're looking at like number eight to get in. So they're really not that far. I think they're actually one, one and a half games technically out of it. Uh, their problem is they're owing four in their division. So that's why I say they're all but done, meaning they can still come back, win against teams in their division, but they're, they're pretty much going to need help and they're going to need to win a, pretty much a lot of their other, if not all of their other games. So they're kind of in a win everything mode. Um, to have a shot at it. But by and large, that's not going to happen with Jake Browning at quarterback. They're not going to be able to pull it off unless like Mixon starts just to have, you know, back half awesome in uh, of the season here and their defense. It's been good, but it's not been great either. And they're getting asked to do too much as well. They've had some changes, I think, in their safeties coming off of this year. So, you know, that seems to have caught up to him a bit as well. The biggest thing for Bengals and the fans of the Bengals is, is you kind of have to start turning your attention to what's going to happen next year. You you got Burrow coming back from injury, and obviously he's going to be your quarterback, but how, you know, how well is he going to be coming off all that? And then you got to start talking about Browning as your backup quarterback. I mean, I know the guy's been around for, for a couple of years, but if he doesn't have the talent to come in when Burrow gets hurt, uh, you got to consider yourselves to be a potential Super Bowl type team, you know, or at least a playoff team. And is, is Browning the guy you want at backup quarterback? Uh, so I think they've gotten a good look at him. Well, they'll definitely have a good look at him by the end of this season. So that's going to be something interesting there for them to decide what to do. You're going to have an influx of quarterbacks coming in and that's going to push some quarterbacks to backup roles. Um, so there could be a potential for some better backups in the NFL going into next season. So I don't think if you're Cincinnati, you necessarily have to stay with Browning as your backup quarterback. And that makes things a little interesting because if 
if you could pay a little bit more to secure that spot up in case anything like this happens again, it might be worth it a little bit. Um, but on the flip side of that, you got, you got a guy in T. Higgins and a couple other spots where they've got some free agents coming up and they're going to have, they're already going to be contending with Joe Burrow's new contract kicking in and they're going to have to decide if, if Higgins is a guy they want to retain or move on from. And if they move on from him, they, they still got to get Burrow weapons. So you got to surround Burrow with weapons still. And you can't just go in thinking that you can run it all through Chase and Mixon. And Mixon's another interesting guy that I believe might be up on his contract this year or next year. So he's coming to the end of that as well. So they gotta they gotta have a few things, you guys in Cincinnati, you, you Bengals fans are gonna have a few things to be thinking about here. Um, your organization's gotta decide where to go with that. Um, do you start kind of rebuilding these positions through the draft? Do you pick up some free agents? I mean, there definitely could be some free agent running backs out there. Um, there's always a receiver or two. So what do you do there? So is it going to be kind of like the winds of change in Cincinnati a little bit next year? Or are they going to resign some of these guys and kind of try to run it back? Because with Burrow getting injured, they may just figure, well, let's, let's get a full year under everybody and, and see what happens. And then, if, of course, people get injured again, then you move on. But – it's going to be interesting in Cincy next offseason to see what they do, where they go with that, how they decide uh, how they want to push it. I mean, you got one of the better quarterbacks in NFL right now, so you don't want to waste too much time dinking around trying to go with rookies and pretend that that's going to make it all better either. Um, but the good thing is you guys have had – you guys don't really technically have a general manager. But you have a guy named Duke Tobin, who's like your director of player personnel, who's nobody's heard of. <laughs> Maybe you Bengals fans have, but nobody's heard of. But this guy is actually one of the better guys in forming a roster. And he's done quite well in the last couple of seasons. And he's built a good portion of it through the draft. Uh, and it's been interesting to watch, but he's going to get tested this offseason as to what to do to and resigning some guys or just trusting his draft process again or whatnot. But remember that name. Um, and if any of you are listening that aren't Bengals fans, just remember that name I said, Duke Tobin. Again, he's not labeled as a general manager, but he's, he's basically been the guy doing that job. And uh, it's going to be really curious to see what his moves are made in the offseason here. Um, but to recap, out of this division, I think that we're going to see the Ravens make the playoffs. Uh, I'm not looking at the Steelers' schedule here, but my feeling is that the Steelers are going to be able to make the playoffs as well, too, as long as they don't have a rash of injuries and they still play good D. I see the Browns falling off. It's it's kind of hard for three teams in any division to make the playoffs, so I just I don't really see that happening. I think they've had too many things happen go on. I just don't see them recovering from that. Um, but, yeah, I think that's where that's going. And then the Bengals, like I said, they're all but done. They're 0-4 in the division. They don't really have much leeway to lose any more games. But with Jake Browning at quarterback and Mixon seemingly aging or something, uh, I don't have a lot of hope for them to be able to get in there. I think they're they're pretty much – just over with but um 
yeah, so that's that. Uh, let me know what you guys' thoughts are about this uh, look for the AFC North and what you guys think of. And let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if you agree. Uh, let me know if you have a different take, uh, if you have a take on each organization as well. I'd like to hear that. Um, and let me know if you got comments on any other teams or divisions you want me to cover in the NFL. I'll be happy to take that in consideration. Uh, have a good evening. Thanks for listening.